Live your best life. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to take a sip of my... Ooh, there is some things in here. Oh, <laughs> like my goodness. A ver- well, it just, like, was, I, like, it looks like champagne, which I knew it's not, because I saw you carry a couple things in, but it had a very, like, herby mm-hmm. flavor, mm-hmm. and I was, like, not mm-hmm. prepared for it. Yeah. The champagne's maybe a hair flat. Ooh! But, um... It's sour. Mm-hmm. What is it? So the drink is called Felix Felicis. Oh! From Harry Potter. Okay. It is a uh, simple syrup. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> the fic I have for you is Harry Potter. Themed. What? No. <laughs> <laughs> and no, unrelated. <laughs> um, so because it's a uh, simple syrup, um, I used lime juice because I was not going to go. I guess I could have when I wanted to get ginger beer, bottle lemon, but I have lime juice already. So there lime juice, ginger beer, and then topped with champagne. Ooh. All right. So I dig it. So yeah, this was some. Um, it's the ginger beer. The ginger yes. was confusing tasting. Yes. And so it, so I don't know. I thought it was fun. I do like it though. It's kind of sparkly right. and. Here, let's clink, ready? Welcome to Fine Pairings! It's been <laughs> a minute. I'm Grace. I'm Claire. <laughs> and this is a fan fiction podcast where uh, we pair Drinks that we think match the fanfiction. Yes. <laughs> Today we're drinking a... How do you say it? Felix... Felix Felicis? Uh, there are so many Harry Potter names that I didn't know how to say until the no. movie came out. Agreed. This was one of them. Well, I mean, I really thought that Hermione was pronounced Hermione. Hermione? <laughs> I don't remember how it, I thought it was supposed to be pronounced. I do think it... I, maybe I, I remember thinking it was a lot closer to Hermes than mm. it, than it was. That's fair. So the movie came out and I was like, "What?" <laughs> I think the came, the movie came out not super long after I started actually reading the book, so I might have just like osmosis the correct name into my brain. I started reading. I was reading the second book when the first movie came out, mm-hmm. so I wasn't very far into it, mm-hmm. but. Um, but yes, I do also remember having a conversation with my parents read Harry Potter, I think, like, just shortly before I did, because I think my mom picked it up at Barnes & Noble, read it, and then was like, Claire will really like this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then um, I feel like I first told her that I was like, so I was thinking about Hermione, and she, Herma was, one. And she was like, who? And I was like, <laughs> you know, the girl. And she was <laughs> thinking about And she was one. like, and I feel like maybe she was the first one to correct me, to be like, no, it's Hermione. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ah, no, that can't be right. <laughs> See, I picked it up, I want to say it was, like, in second grade or something, like, maybe yeah. a little bit before it was, like, accessible reading. Yeah. And I might have even picked up, like, the second book, so I was just, I started reading it, and I was like, ah, what is going on? Yes. And then I put it back down. No. <laughs> and then I didn't pick it up again for, like, a year or two. No, yeah, the Harry, the Harry Potter, I love Harry Potter, and the Harry Potter series was, like, the first time that I read a series where... Do you remember our friend Karen from mm-hmm. uh, elementary school? She oh, used to get in trouble. Famously. Yeah, she, yeah. She, used to, uh, she used to get in trouble all the time in elementary school for reading her book under her desk. And I was like, can you not? I like when she would tell me this, I would be like, I would be like, have some willpower. Like, nope, I pulled that pay, one. Pay attention. I had it. Well, I did the thing where I put a book inside a textbook and just like not suspiciously uh, at all placed it like fully right side angled <laughs> on my desk. Just 90 degrees So that you desk. couldn't see. <laughs> See, and, her, and Harry Potter was the first book that I was like, oh, I get it. And I was reading it under my desk. But unlike her, I didn't get caught. But that's also because I could only read, like, a couple pages at a time before, like, guilt would, like, overtake me. I'd be like, you're mm-hmm. going to get caught. I also think Karen was the one. How many pages was the seventh book? Like, 500. It was a lot. Yeah, it, was it wasn't a lot. as much as the fifth. But it was a lot. And Karen was like, oh, yes, I read it in 24 hours. I was like, you're a fucking liar. Don't give me that. <laughs> yeah, no, because I remember that because she picked it that's up. That's impossible. Because both, both she and her sister got because mm-hmm. one. Um, she and her sister would get their own copies, 
which I was in a one Harry Potter book set household. And so my sister and I, there's like lots of stories of my sister and I fighting over, like fighting over it. Mm-hmm. And then my mom would be like, and now it's Alyssa's turn. I'm like, but it just got to a good part. Oh, so that you could stay on track with and, each other. Yeah. Well, and it was, well, and it was sort of, it wasn't even like necessarily that we could stay on track for one another. She'd just be like, you have read for two hours. Now Alyssa gets to have it for two hours Oh, okay. because she wants to have it too. Not like Claire read a chapter, Alyssa read a no. chapter. No. And so gotcha. there would, so there would be like, what a way to share a book. Oh no. So there would be like three to five bookmarks in like a, <laughs> like a book. And so you would like pass by someone else's and you had to like keep your own. And none of us had like nice bookmarks. They were all just like hmm. a receipt. See, I would just assume like, okay, Claire or whoever the fastest reader is, like maybe your dad, like yeah. reads the whole thing first yeah. and then the slowest reader reader gets to read it like last which is probably no. the youngest yeah no or whoever cares not. the least that, yeah that's no. not unfortunately that's not how we did it wild <laughs> and I, one time this isn't about harry potter but to to continue that i think it was um one of the twilight books mm-hmm. so we got so we got the whatever new twilight book it was mm-hmm. we were super excited excited to read it we were doing this where like we were both like going back and forth and then my sister and her friend were gonna go to my grandma's in Iowa. And mm-hmm. for what my sister got like really sad about how she wasn't gonna be able to read like because I was like, Yes, I get it the whole weekend and I'm going to finish it. It's gonna be great. I'm so excited. And then apparently Alyssa was getting really sad about how she was like, I'm not gonna be able to read it at all. She's also just, with like, their friend sad. though, so like you have other things to do. Agreed. It was dumb. <laughs> but my mom took pity on her and was like, you- you can take it to Iowa. So my sister, the little shit, took the dust cover of whatever book it was off the off the oh. book and put the <laughs> dust jacket on a different book. And so she left, and I was like, and you "Yes, thought you still had it." And I was like, "Yes, I get it." And I ran down to the bookshelf and I grabbed it. And whatever Twilight book it was we had was a hard copy mm-hmm. and whatever book she had put it on was a paper bag <laughs> and it was the same size I think it was the previous well, you just pick it up and you're like mm. and it was like limp in my hands and like <laughs> and like comically as if like choreographed by God it like slipped out just as I was like no. what happened to the cover <laughs> and then the it like book? slipped out and revealed like new moon or whatever it was on and I literally was like no, no! <laughs> And I went up That's to my... That's a good prank. Yeah, it was a good prank. <laughs> and I went up to my mom and I was like, what the hell happened? And she was like, I told her sister she could take it. I was like, you don't love you me. Have you have betrayed me. You have betrayed me, mother. And uh, long story short is Alyssa didn't read any of it because she was with her friend. Right. That's what I would <laughs> expect. Like, you're going to do stuff. Like, so... Right. No, you're fine. Yeah. She thought she was going to, like, read it driving down or something i don't know either way she thought she was gonna read it she did it but yeah so um but yes i do remember like karen and her best her sister they both Mm -hmm. they would like go they'd pick it up at midnight they would like go home and then like read until like their eyes were bleeding and like they like wouldn't sleep right until they finished it and then they'd finish it like in a lethargy of fatigue and then i don't like that no because i was in uh i think i was in fifth grade or fourth grade when the fifth book came out. Yes. Um, and I was in a show with, uh, like, you know, a, a wide range of ages. And one of the older people happened to be, like, my babysitter. So I kind of yeah. knew her and, like, would talk with her. Yeah. And I knew she was reading the fifth book, too. And I was like, I'm going to read it as fast as Becky or whatever yeah. her name was, <laughs> who was, like, 
probably 15 and I'm like 10. So obviously that's not going to happen. So I remember just like going home and trying to read as fast as possible. And to this day, I do not know what happens in the fifth book. I just read it it so fast. I didn't retain any of the information. I'll tell you what happened in the fifth book. It was real blah. Yeah. Harry Potter was just, uh, (laughs) he was just angsty as, as shit. And just like, and I, I think that's the Mm -hmm. one book I haven't reread multiple times i'm like trying to reread i think i did reread it because i was like i don't remember what happens in this book there are some that it's like when i read them really fast or like when you're so excited you're just like page turning and then you don't pick things up Mm -hmm. so so yeah it was like she would get them at midnight and then i went to like one of those midnight releases and then my mom like the next time it came out she was like you know what Target opens at 8 a.m. the following morning. Let's just do that. Let's just do that. And I was like, oh, maybe that's going to be sad. And I don't know. And she's like, no, trust me, it's going to be better. And Because then you can stay up all day reading it like yes. a normal human. No, yeah. It's that you would... Cause, and then no one is in line at Target Oh, at true. Because everyone who wanted it at midnight is just, uh, is that, reading or asleep. <laughs> yes. Or they're still in line at Barnes & Noble. Oh, so, Jesus like, one Christ. of my friends was still in line. And I just, like, walked up to a Target stand at 8 a.m. with my mom, grabbed the book, checked out. And I was reading it before she... She had, and she'd been up all night. Wait, she was waiting in line at eight from midnight? Yes. Ew. Because it was like, it was one of those later books, and so it was like, there was like 200 people in line, and it like took forever. Like, they didn't let you, like, they didn't start checking people out until midnight or whatever. And maybe she got there earlier, but either way, the point is like, I got it like a couple hours after her, but then like... I had a full night of rest. Right. And then I could You'd just like die and go to sleep. Yeah. And I was like, wow, this is, yeah, <laughs> this is so much easier than doing that. So hot tip. Um, go Target. To Target. <laughs> Target also opens before Barnes and Noble. So the people who hadn't pre-ordered it also had to wait longer than I did by trying oh, to go God. to Barnes and Noble. So Target is where it's at. <laughs> All right. So, uh, <laughs> what are we reading today? <laughs> All right. So the prompt we... was, uh, Mary Sue. Yes. Of, well, Harry Potter is what yes. it's going to be. Yes. Uh, so you asked me for a Mary Sue of one of the big fandoms. So yes. like a Hunger Games, a Harry Potter, etc. So I have brought you a Mary Sue um, fic in the Harry Potter fandom. Mm-hmm. It is called Backstage. So how did you go about finding this fan fiction? Because I knew that was going to be the struggle. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this. So I found it on Archive of Our Own. Mm-hmm. I did, so our, I wanted to know if our, so archive of our own, you can like look up based on characters. So first I just wanted to see if there was like a Mary, Mary Sue, Sue character and, and there is a Mary Sue tag. And so um, I poked around, there was a couple of them that were one there in one fandom, there is just a person named Mary Sue. So that also threw me off. All right. I was like, man, that really sucks that you, a real character are thrown in with. Did the person do that deliberately? Because I would just assume, like, that's a wink and a nod. Must have. I wasn't familiar with... The trope. <laughs> it was, like, a like a Marvel or mm. something. Like, it was it was like a comic that I wasn't familiar with. I think. Gotcha. I think that's where it came I could from. also see Marvel throwing in an actual Mary Sue character and then yeah. a fan fiction being inclusive of that character. Yes. Double confusing. Yes. Um, so, yeah. So, the fic today, Backstage, mm-hmm. um, is written by uh, Pika Scribrit. Scribbit? Pika Scribbit? Sure. Sure. <laughs> it um, looks like that. Yeah. And it... Uh, oh, it looks like maybe it's also... there. I didn't see this in the notes. It looks like I could download an MP3 of it. An MP3? Um, I'm going to look into it later. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe instead of me reading it, I could have had someone, just someone read it to me. Just someone play it and I just listen. <laughs> and then... 
but I think it'll be fun if I read it. Yes, I agree. That's the point. So and what's fun about this fic, so um, because it took me a second to figure out what's going on because I'm dumb, is this, so this fic is kind of a meta fic in that okay. it's, um, it'll become clear, but the concept is that every iteration of so it's going to be, the main character is going to be Remus Lupin okay. from Harry mm-hmm. Potter. Mm-hmm. Um, and the idea is that um, there is the, this world where all of the different uh, characters that appear in fanfics, so all in their different iterations. Uh, like a multiverse. A multiverse are all kind of existing in this same like middle space, and they interact with one another. Okay. It's, it ends up being so good. Sounds like Spider-Man. It's like, it's, yeah, it's like Spider-Man into the multiverse, but this is Harry Potter into the multiverse. Okay. And so it's really funny because it's um, kind of both poking fun at fanfic and fanfic writing, but it's also like a love story to fanfic writing. Okay. So it's great. I'm I love it. it. So, cool. um, so yeah. Uh, chapter one, the dressing room, mm-hmm. our first foray into right. the multiverse. 11-year-old Remus Lupin sighed and put his hand on the door marked with a star and the initials RL, reluctant to put it, to give it the final push. This was always his least favorite part of a gig, and today it could be worse than usual. Someone bumped into him from behind, pushing him forward and forcing the door open. Watch where you're going, he snarled at the large, hairy creature behind him. Get a move on, kid, the werewolf growled back at him, baring his teeth. See? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, werewolf. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Stealing himself, Remus stepped inside the brightly lit, bustling room. A few of its occupants greeted him warmly, and the wolf behind him with a grudging acknowledgement. But many of them did not look up from the curling pages of their scripts at all. <laughs> the scripts being fan the fanfiction that they yes. cast in. Yes, all right. exactly. I'm in. Get it? <laughs> oh man, it's just it just tickles me. <laughs> the room was large and circular, interspersed mir- interspersed mirrors and wooden doors running uh, running its circumference. In front of each mirror was a chair with a different name written across the back. Some were occupied, but many were empty. Powder compacts, bottles of foundation, eyeliner pencils, and various bits of costuming were liberally strewn over every surface. Is this accurate mm-hmm. to a backstage? No, actually, it's very organized, because <laughs> otherwise you don't find your costume when you need to. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Hi, everyone, the boy said with... with oh, sorry, I'll say you wouldn't have your script backstage, because then... It's too late. <laughs> it's too late. You gotta go. <laughs> Oh, if you like, you're like, so if you come with the script, everyone's like, ooh, oh. get him out of here. Hi, everyone, the boy said without enthusiasm, perching himself awkwardly on the chair marked, first year Remus. It was his first time sitting in this chair. He glanced across the room to the empty pre-Hogwarts Remus chair, which had been his before today, wondering how he would feel about his replacement. <laughs> Hello, lad. The kind so they of... age normally? Yes. What's <laughs> weird, so what's weird is, again, so like a multiverse mm-hmm. is like, so all of the characters have their own, like... Trajectory. Trajectory. Um, and you'll see in the next chapter, which is my favorite chapter. This one's very heart-roaming, but um, there's only three, and the third one's very short and mm-hmm. nearly made me cry. Yeah. Um, but, um, but yeah, so they each... It seems like so they each are, like, living their own, like, timeline. So okay. multiverse is a good example of this, gotcha. where they do have points where they have, like, had similar experiences, mm. but then a lot of times... They have had different experiences. Okay. Um, uh, hello, lad. The kindly middle-aged man to his left gave him a sad smile, carefully setting down the script he was reading on top of a large photo album. Are you well? He was the eldest of the Remuses present, and his chair was labeled post-OOTP, Order of the Phoenix, Mm. uh, Remus. First-year Remus did not know what that meant, nor 
because he has experience. Yeah, he doesn't know what that means. Nor why the man looks so sad. One of the first lessons he... That's the one Sirius dies. Yeah. Remus doesn't die, does he? Yes, he does. Damn it. In the the last book. I haven't been up on for a while. (laughs) In the last... Yeah, in the last book. Okay. Which I think some of them Mm. in this one don't. It's like, you'll see. That makes sense. As are fanfics. (laughs) So... Uh, first year Remus did not know what he meant, nor why the man looked so sad. One of the first lessons he had learned, though, was not to ask questions about his older selves. The answer was invariably, you'll find out one day, accompanied by anything from a cheeky smile to a broken-hearted sigh. Mm. Young Remus swallowed his questions and gave his older self a shrug. Okay, I guess. Some girl is writing a fic about me. His nose wrinkled delicately at the word, girl. <laughs> Remus was still young enough to be unsure how he felt about them. Today's my first school scene. The script said something about making new friends, and I don't see how anyone could want to be friends with someone like me. Unconsciously, he rubbed at his leg, where his shabby school trousers concealed the scar of a large bite mark. He's already a werewolf? Yes. Really? Yes. Is that canon? Yes. What? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Because that's why the Whomping Willow is planted, in anticipation of him coming to school. So he gets bitten prior to oh okay uh, prior to him being admitted oh, to Hogwarts. Oh, I didn't realize that that would happen so early in his life. Yes. Okay. And it um and it was a reason why because I knew that's why there was a tunnel, but yes. I, I assumed yeah. it was like in the middle of like you know year yes. six or whatever. Yes. And because like wizards are prejudiced, then at first they were like, we don't want a werewolf here, and they mm. were like, what mm. if you don't know there's a werewolf here? And it's fine. Then if you don't know, that's as good as there not being. It one. can't hurt you exactly. <laughs> Except it's a werewolf, so mm-hmm. it can. It can, and it will. Um, <laughs> the older man gave him a sympathetic look. Congratulations on starting school, lad. The next few years should be a very exciting time for you. New friends? A gangly teenager butted in. His light brown hair was long enough that he had to push it out of his eyes. That'll be serious, and James and Peter? They're brilliant. You'll love them. A number of men in the room shifted at the mention of these names. Shh! Spoiler! <laughs> so it hissed. But the two young Remu- uh, uh Remises. Remises. I was like, Remi. Remi. Barely noticed. I'll really make friends? The first year Remus odd. Oh yeah, the teenager straddled his six-year Remus chair, a school robe with a prefix badge pinned to it uh, slung carelessly over his shoulders. They're the best, especially serious, he grinned mischievously. The young man sitting next to him, post-Hogwarts Remus, punched the teenager in the shoulder. Shh! Don't spoil it for him! You know we're not allowed! It's not so much a spoiler as a warning, said Lost Years Remus darkly across the room. He appeared to be in his mid-twenties. Wait, what years? Lost? Lost Years Remus. Mm. It's, I think, my first death um, in theory. I, I think that's the years, I think Lost Years is like during the Battle of Hogwarts. It's mm. like, or but between when they graduate Hogwarts and then... When he, when there's no canon stuff of his going yes, on. Yes, I think oh, okay. that's when that it is. seems... It's like not... Se- like it makes sense. Yeah, it doesn't come up enough to give more context than that, but mm-hmm. I think that's what they mean by the last years. Could also mean, like, the year... Lost Remus seems to be very sad. It could also be the years after uh, James and, like, James and Lily die. Mm. So it's sometime in that nebulous... Adult. Yes. The sad Somewhere. adult years. <laughs> Ah, not so much a spoiler as a warning, said Lost Years Remus darkly across the room. He appeared to be in his mid-twenties. If he's about to meet Sirius Black... Sirius Black! snorted another teenage boy. Straight Remus, loudly. Wait, straight Remus? Spoiler for you. They're shipping Remus and Sirius. Yes. And, which is a common... But... (laughs) So this is... Up till now, it's been ages, so like... Yeah, and there's one straight Remus. So the rest of them are gay. <laughs> yes. But Straight Arrows doesn't have an age. 
<laughs> he's just like immortal. I guess. <laughs> yeah, he's just whatever. Whatever age you need. Whatever and Yep. There's only one. That's funny. All this slut ever seems to talk about is serious Black. I mean, all right, he's a good mate, but honestly, listen to me, lad. You don't want to turn out like them. They all end up as a... <laughs> they all end up a lot of sad old poofs. <laughs> Six-year Remus shook his head. Don't pay him any mind. He's just bitter because he's stuck with that Mary Sue Muggleborn girlfriend or whatever her name is. <laughs> Post-Hogwarts Remus nodded in agreement. Just go out there and get to know those boys, he said with a wink, and don't worry too much about the future. It will happen naturally in its own time. First year Remus nodded uncertainly, but he did not really understand what the older Remuses were talking about. Oh yes, another Remus, about the same age as post-Hogwarts Remus, leered at him from across the crowded room. Glittery makeup sparkled around his eyes. Do it feels natural. Oh my god. <laughs> I know it comes naturally to me when I see the divine serious. You know what... <laughs> You know that he's simply fabulous at... Post-Hogwarts Remus elbowed him sharply. Shut up, Camp Remus, he said, rolling his eyes. <laughs> Honestly, the girls who write you could stand to learn a thing or two about gay men. <laughs> it's glam, Remus, actually, and there's nothing wrong with the way they write me, said the glittery-eyed Remus in a huffy tone, taking a crumpled cigarette out of his pocket of his tight satin flares and dangling it from his limp fingers. I just choose to express my sexuality in a less yawn-worthy fashion than the rest of you boring tossers. <laughs> <laughs> so that's mm-hmm. cl- that's glamour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Never would have thought that, but now I need it. Right? <laughs> so. No, right? It's like I have always been so cautious about reading Harry Potter fic because I didn't want to. It gets so weird. <laughs> it gets so weird. And so now these are like, man, this is fun. <laughs> Post Hogwarts Remus tilted his head in an, in acknowledgement. Fair enough, but you shouldn't smoke. You're a bad influence on our young counterparts. Glam Remus stuck out his tongue and lit up. I can't influence them, he objected, melodramatically blowing out a cloud of smoke. None of us can. He'll either turn into me or be all stodgy and middle-aged before his time like you. It's predestined. It's written. There's nothing we can do about it. He waved his hand in a fluttery, dismissive gesture. Post, because the fangirls, they pit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Post Hogwarts Remus glared at him before turning back to the boys. Ignore him. Turning into that drama queen is almost as bad as turning into closet case over there, though I'm not entirely convinced that one won't become the other, he added thoughtfully. <laughs> give that one a couple of years, smirked Glamrimus. He'll give new meaning to the term flaming. He leered at straight Seamus's... <laughs> Remus! Remus's hunched shoulders. I'm off to spy in the serious dressing room. Anyone coming in? <laughs> Looks of longing appeared on the faces of a few older Remuses. Six-year Remus looked as if he might be up for the caper, and then he sighed and shook his head. I wish I could, but I'm on in Ted, and I can't be late for this. He waved a sheaf, a sheaf of papers. Anyway, the Siriuses don't get on half so well as we do. They fight like cats in a sack. What's your gig? asked first-year Remus, curious about what sort of fix he'd be playing in five years hence. Six-year Remus blushed, but could not hide a smile. It's, er... A romantic story. <laughs> Let me see that! Glam Remus snatched the script out of his hand. Ooh, he squealed. It's a first time thick. Ew. I, I love those. God, can you imagine? Okay, so like in my brain, like being 16, me, and like all these other me's are running around, and like I probably just got here at 16, so I already feel weird. Mm-hmm. And just being like, oh god, <laughs> today's the day! <laughs> Like, oh my God. I don't know if you've been in shows where, like, it's kind of implied that you have to, like, kiss people, but then imagine that, like, you have to have sex with them, yeah. but also for real. 
<laughs> you're gonna for real bag them. Is that what it's? Is that like? It'd be like if you're an actor and you accidentally show up to like a porn shoot and you're like, or yeah. like you're an actor but those, like, you don't know that acting is acting, so you're just. <laughs> Like, there's a sexy today. There's like, there. all right, full naked, and here we go. Wait, 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 what? No, sir. Okay. Take your penis out of that. Please put a sock on, as is customary. <laughs> oh, my God. I want to see a sock so bad. Like, not in the context of being on. I just want to, like, it doesn't just look oh, like, like a sock Oh, like in bloopers or something? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's got to be out there somewhere. Like, I just, I'm just curious. I just want to, I'm just... I want to know how it stays on. I want to know what it looks like. I don't know. I want to talk to a male actor and be like, how does it feel? <laughs> like, <laughs> just be naked except for a sock. Like, when I was in college and I would have to wear flip-flops <clears throat> in the shower, I had never felt more naked. <laughs> there was something about being completely naked but except wearing flip-flops. was like, it like so... It's that one thing that draws attention to your nakedness, because if you're just naked, it's not weird. But if you're yeah. naked and wearing, like... A belt. You're like, mm, this is fucking weird. No, so it doesn't feel like that where you're like, man, I am the nudest I've ever been. Uh, Good times. Anyway. Uh, he thumbed through the pages. Though she though she does use the word throbbing a bit much for my taste. <laughs> Listen to this. He struck a dramatic pose. His eyes burned with passion unspoken, but the throbbing pulse in his trousers spoke volumes. He stripped, proudly displaying the first hint of chest hair. Oh, baby. <laughs> He raised an elegantly plucked eyebrow critically over the top of the oh, page. Oh, baby. <laughs> oh, baby? Since when do we refer to anyone as baby? Except maybe in the context of, don't be such a baby, it's not that big. <laughs> do you uh, even have any chest hair, darling? <laughs> darling? Why do you think I came into makeup so early, my six-year <laughs> Remus blushing? Give me back my script, it's not fit for little Mooney. Who? Asked first year Remus, confused. It's not for, fit for anyone, Clem Remus sighed tragically. I swear, the quality of fanfic today. Anyway, off I go to get a peep of Missler's tall, dark, and sexy. TTFN, ladies. <laughs> he waved gaily and exited. He waved gaily! But gaily with an I, not I know, a I know, but that's uh, good pun, good wordplay. And exited the room. When he had gone, a man in his mid-thirties, called Reunited Remus, gave a sigh of relief. He makes me tired just watching him, the way he flits about the place. <laughs> Everything makes you tired, old man, teased six-year Remus. What was the, when was the last time you had any fun? Reunited Remus gave the teenager a quelling look. I was about to suggest we hold a karaoke night, but if you think I'm no fun, maybe you're not interested. What's karaoke? <laughs> Spelled carry like you would carry books, and uh. oaky like it has an oaky finish. <laughs> uh, as post-Hogwarts Remus. Reunited Remus set down his script. It's something serious and I picked up on holiday in the Caribbean. It's a sort of muggle music game, said six-year Remus. We were on a gig the last time we did it. There was a machine that plays songs, only without the words, and you sing them yourself. How do you win? asked post-Hogwarts Remus, puzzled. It's not that kind of game, six-year Remus explained. I suppose you could have judges and make it a contest, but it's more fun when people do it badly. Post-Hogwarts Remus considered this. That actually does sound like fun. Were you thinking of doing it tonight? Reunited Remus nodded, putting away his makeup. Enough of us are off tonight. It's a holiday weekend, so hardly anyone is writing fanfic. If someone's not busy, they could ask around the corridor and see if any of the others want to join in. Join in what? asked post-OOTP Remus, glancing up from the script he had, began thoroughly he had become thoroughly absorbed in. Uh, these blokes want to play a muggle music game called karaoke tonight, post-Hogwarts Remus replied. 
Post-OOTP, Remus groaned. Not that again. You remember what happened last time. Mr. Campier than a row of pink tents stole the mic and wouldn't let anyone else have a go. He sang almost every Queen song in existence. <laughs> well, it wasn't that bad, said reunited Remus fairly. Anyway, you'll notice that I'm suggesting this while he's not here. You'll all have your chance in the spotlight this time. So who's in? Uh, will you lot keep it down over there, growled Werewolf Remus. How's a bloke supposed to memorize his lines amidst such carryings on? He's just a werewolf. Just a werewolf, yes. All right. What are you talking about, said Six-Year Remus. You've never, you never have any lines. You're a sodding werewolf for Merlin's sake. <laughs> well, in this, I have, the wolf replied primly, indicating a much rumpled script marred by muddy paw prints, and I want to memorize them. Also, has anyone seen my snout powder? It's gone missing again. I simply loathe it when my nose goes all shiny. I hate that. When my furry covered nose. When my wet dog nose gets shiny. I guess, yes. Yeah. You're sitting on it, said Post Hogwarts Remus, shaking his head in disgust. I swear, dogs never look before they sit down. To think I have to be anything like him once a month. <laughs> Thank you, said the werewolf coldly, dignity somewhat impaired as it fished up under its plumed tail for the powder puff and compact. Even after a liberal application of doubt powder to its nose, first year Remus could see no difference, but the gray beast nodded at his reflection in satisfaction and went to one of the many doors that ringed the room. First year Remus thought the label Shrieking Shack on the door sounded somewhat ominous, but refrained from commenting. If there was a door for it, he would probably end up there, sooner or later. Wish me luck, lad, said the wolf, placing a paw on the doorknob. Grudging calls of luck from, it should be break a leg, Yes, from its fellow Remuses followed it through the door. The room beyond was dim, dusty, and littered with broken furniture. A chilly draft uh, accompanied the, clo the closing of the door. First year, Remus shivered. He did not much like the look of the place. Cheer up, lad, said reunited Remus. It's not all doom and gloom. There will be good times, too. Last so what's happening? So first year, Remus is still looking sad. They're planning their night for karaoke. Yeah. The werewolf went off to the Shrieking Shack. Oh, okay. And little Remus was like... It seemed like we changed uh, environments for a second. I yeah, no. Confused. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> maybe I read it Maybe no, I read okay. it poorly, but yeah. But yeah, we're still still, still there. Room. Yeah, so he just kind of like wistfully like looked at the Shrieking Shack and was like, mm. man, I don't want to go there. Gotcha. Too bad. Um... You will have to go there because you too That's where will you be live. Yep. That's where you live. Uh, last year, Remus and a Remus called Professor Lupin exchanged an incredulous look. Last year's Remus immediately turned his bitter eyes downward, glaring at his collection of eye shadows. But Professor Lupin looked thoughtful. Oh, yes. Lots of good times, agreed post-Hogwarts Remus. And lots of hot uh, That is, you'll fall in love. <laughs> you met it hastily. He and reunited Remus exchanged knowing smiles. Yes, it was wonderful, said post-OOTP Remus. There was certainly enough joy to counter the sorrow, but such extremes! It was hard. It was hardly to be endured. Hush, said reunited Remus. You'll spoil the ending for us all. What are you What are you here for today, anyway? Nostalgia-fic, bonding with Harry, heavy on the reminiscing. He patted the photo album. You know, the usual. Who's Harry? asked first-year Remus. The eldest Remus smiled a little sadly. One thing at a time, lad. You haven't even met James yet. Oh, said the youngest Remus. He was growing tired of all the wait-until-you're-older line. Right. Well, I guess I better be off then. He took one last look at his script and then set it carefully down on his chair before heading to the door labeled Hogwarts Express. As he opened the door, the sound of a train rushing along its tracks filled the room, and the, country, the English countryside could be seen streaming past in the distance. The other Remuses fell silent as they watched the young boy step through the door to meet his destiny. When the door had closed behind him, cutting off the sound of the rails, Post-Hogwarts Remus turned to six-year Remus and said, 
How long do you think it'll take him to figure it out? That's sort of up to the fangirls, isn't it? Said six-year Remus. <laughs> well, you know, it is and it isn't, said post-Hogwarts Remus. Sometimes I feel as if I can reach out and touch their thoughts, pull the threads of the story to my liking. Not the overall plot, of course, but I can usually get them to give me a scene or two, or nudge them in the right dire- direction, or if I whisper to them what I want. So how long? Five Galleons says he's one of the quick ones. I bet he knows by the third year. <laughs> You're taking the piss. Fifth year at the outside. Sixth year scuff. Sixth year Remus scoff. Took you even longer than that. Yes, but I have a feeling about this one, and I'm looking to make some money, said Post Hogwarts Remus. You still owe me for closet case over there. I said he'd take even longer than you did. Well, he hasn't quite made it that far yet, has he? Wait and see, said Sixth year Remus. After all, it's not up to us to guess the endings. Cute. So, next up, chapter two. Karaoke night. So we don't get to hear about the fic he's in? Nope. Ow. I know. That was disappointing. It's like, it was kind of disappointing. Because it would have been a fun, like, lead-in to then... A real real fan fiction? (laughs) (laughs) It's like, read like a real fan. That's like, um, did you read... uh, So one of my favorite authors, Rainbow Rowell, Mm -hmm. then she wrote uh, this amazing book called Fangirl, and it's about... A girl who writes fanfic of these two characters that are not from a real like. Oh, okay. She makes up her own yeah. like magic like universe or whatever. And yeah, it's like sort of Harry Pottery, mm-hmm. but so like uh, the chapters intersperse with like there are like short scenes of like the fanfic she's writing, oh, funny. and then a bunch of her real life, and then everyone was like. I want to read what this actual fanfic was, and so she has. She just wrote a fanfic. <laughs> so she wrote. So she wrote a book that is the fanfic. It's also great. I've read both of them. They're amazing. Oh, that's funny. And um, but that book was, if anyone's ever wanted to be like, what's it like to be a fanfic writer? Mm-hmm. Um, it was like perfectly captured. Oh, funny. Um, what's the what's the okay? So there's the book called Fangirl, and then the book of fanfiction. What is that called? Oh, it's called oh shoot, it's called like Simon and some. It's like I'll look it up. Wayward Sun is the Rainbow Rowell wrote the set wrote the fic wayward son that is about um the characters like simon and i can't remember the other dude's name garfunkel yes simon and garfunkel two wizards in love um (laughs) all right but it's great highly recommend simon and baz that's who it is um but yeah it was an amazing book highly recommend all right chapter two karaoke night Mm -hmm. Um, there's going to be some, I'm not going to really be able to do a lot of the singing. So, okay. Because some of these songs I don't think I've heard of. Okay. I'll see if I can guess. They're fun. <laughs> when I do know the tune, I might try. Okay. But we'll see. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Reunited Remus smiled as he was surveyed the Great Hall from his place on, uh, the Wait, day. so they just invited, like, an 11-year-old to karaoke night? Yep. Sounds weird. I don't think, well, I don't actually remember if he's in it. But all of the Remuses are here, as well as a number of other fun characters from ah. the Harry Potter universe. Oh, fun. Mm-hmm. Where does the Mary Sue come in? This one. Okay, great. <laughs> it's like, we've only met many Remuses so far, so there's no chance of a Mary Sue happening. No, I was worried that the only me- reference to a Mary Sue was, was that, that little straight bit. suit. Mm-hmm. No, there is there's okay, a okay. beautiful... Just checking. Yeah, don't worry. It's coming. <laughs> she sings a karaoke song. Ah. Um, reunited Remus smiled as he surveyed the Great Hall from his place on the, da- the dais. Is that a thing? Mm-hmm. D-A-I-S. Is that a thing you know from... The theater. Not that I know of. It could be British theater. Sure. The dais, which had been converted into a stage for the evening. That must be, like, where the teacher's table is. I try and learn new vocab words, but this is not one that I have. This is not the day. A low Mm -hmm. platform for a lectern 
seats of honor, or a throne. Oh, so that's where all the teachers sit. Okay, they're like top tier. Yeah. Gotcha. So they've converted that into a karaoke stage. Great. Yeah, the Hogwarts staff table temporarily pushed up... Uh, context could have told me what it was. <laughs> the Hogwarts... When I was reading it, I guess I forgot about that first paragraph, because then I just was imagining them in, like, a karaoke basement. That'd be fun, too. Which had been converted into a stage for the evening. The Hogwarts staff table temporarily pushed up against the wall. There was a much better turnout tonight than he had anticipated, especially on such short notice. Welcome to karaoke night, he said. I know we had a few problems last time, but hopefully, in the absence of my flamboyant counterpart, uh, tonight will we'll go a bit more smoothly. Not that there aren't a number of potential drama queens here, he added silently. <laughs> I believe we have some volunteers for tonight's opening number. Four teenagers bounded up onto the stage, <laughs> reunited Remus, handed the mic off to them, and retired to the near end of the Gryffindor table, where a reunited Sirius, two other Remuses, and a glowering Hermione sat. Evening, everyone. Six-year James flashed his Quidditch captain smile around the room, running a hand through his messy black hair. The Marauders and I would like to kick off tonight's festivities with a solemn dirge full of portent and gravitas. He twiddled his wand in the karaoke machine, and a bouncy rock, and a bouncy rock, uh, rift. What a bouncy rock riff filled the air. Uh, oh shoot, I like no. Joy to the world, <laughs> all the boys and girls. Joy to the fishes in the deep blue sea. Joy to you and me. There. So serious. Uh, six-year James and Sirius pranced across the stage like rock stars. Six-year Lily watched them with arms folded, looking unimpressed by the three Remuses, reunited Remus, lost year Remus, and post-OOTP Remus, all sighed at the sight of the grinning, hip-wriggling teenage Sirius. <laughs> Reunited Sirius squeezed Reunited Remus's hand, grin- grinning wickedly. I was pretty awful, wasn't I? <laughs> yes, Reunited Remus replied. You were. You're not bad now, either. <laughs> he leaned in to kiss his Sirius while the other two Remuses were busy watching the antics on stage. The Hermione sitting nearby them gave a withering look. Thank you! Sixer James <laughs> called to the applause and whistles of his friends as the song ended. Before Reunited Remus could reclaim the mic, however, the young marauders launched into a swaying, arm-linked version of Queen's We Are the Champions. Seeing his younger self so happy and surrounded by his friends, it was impossible for Reunited Remus to be annoyed. James handed the mic off to six-year Lily with good grace at the end of the song. Going to serenade you to me, Red, he grinned. Her eyes narrowed, and she flicked her wand at the karaoke machine without a word. You're so vain. You probably think this song is about you. <laughs> Don't you? Don't you? <laughs> the last notes had barely faded away when someone else gently unwrapped Lily's fingers from the mic. She looked up, startled, into the face of post-Hogwarts James. Don't worry, Lils, he said with a winning smile. I get the point. No spoilers, she whispered, blushing. Of course not, love. You will you have to admit, reunited Sirius commented. He matured well. Let's bring the tone back down to earth a little, post-Hogwarts James said. Life's not all fun and games when there's a war on. I hope a certain lovely lady here tonight knows I can take things seriously. He blew a kiss to post-Hogwarts Lily, and she reached out and pretended to snatch it out of the air. A baby with dark, uh, with hair as dark and curly as James was cradled in her lap. This is when I don't know the tune. <laughs> what is it? Um, uh, it's a Conan song. Oh, um, I'm not gonna know it. Yeah, you cannot stand what I've become. You much prefer the gentleman I was before. I was so easy to defeat. I was so easy to control. I didn't even know there was a war. Dramatic. Right? Good choice, murdered last, m- m- uh, murmured Lost Year's Remus. The foreshadowing almost makes me shiver. 
By the end of the song, James's gaze had moved from his wife to post Hogwarts Peter sitting aside, uh, sitting beside her, as if in a daze he stood up. I have a song I'd like to do too. He Peter, said. yeah, <laughs> Wormtail. Uh, oh no, he said, voice cracking, dark murder murmurs, mutters. That's what I'm trying to say. Dark mutters came from a few corners of the room as he stepped timidly onto the stage and cleared his throat. I know what I am, he said quietly. You don't have to tell me. His voice quivered at the start, but grew stronger and purer with every verse. I told I told my mother, mother, I must leave you. Preserve my room, but do not shed a tear. It's another Conan song, I think. I preserve my room, but do not shed a tear. Should, mur- should rumor of a shabby ending reach you, it was half my fault and half the atmosphere. Finding his new friendly faces, finding few friendly faces, in the audience, when he had finished, Peter fled the stage to sit at the Slytherin table with a pretty, dark-haired woman whom Reunited Remus recognized as Madeline Yaxley, a Slytherin girl Peter had dated when they were in school. Two Leonard Cohen songs in a row smirked Reunited Remus. You can tell this is your collection. <laughs> but Reunited Remus was not listening. He sat up straighter as a tall, handsome, gray-haired man swept dramatically onto the stage. Who do you think this is? Gray-haired hand. Wait, what? One more time. Um... Straighter, uh, he sat up straighter as a tall, handsome, gray-haired man swept dramatically onto the stage, swathed in billowing black robes and tight leather trousers. Like a Malfoy? A, tra- a troop of Death Eaters, including Lucius Malfoy ah. and Bellatrix Lestrange, followed him, his eyes hungrily fixed upon their leader. Mm. This mm. is so wrong, reunited Remus murmured. Voldemort shouldn't be hot. <laughs> I want those trousers, sighed Reunited Remus. <laughs> and what are those? Sequins on his robes? <laughs> Vol- is he just hot Voldemort? Yeah, he's hot Voldemort. <laughs> this is hot Voldemort. All right, all right. Voldemort smiled seductively at the audience. A few of you up here tonight know of the power I have to offer. Those who champion my cause. His voice was deep and smooth. Those, those, <laughs> those who also know me as Dr. Tom Love know... <laughs> Know that there are other benefits to being on my good side. He he winked broadly at post Hogwarts Peter, who blushed. This song is dedicated to my most loyal, luscious followers. <laughs> the world is not enough, but it is such a perfect place to start, my love. And if you're strong enough, together we can take the world apart, my love. At least it's not Cohen, said <laughs> Reunited Remus. Thank you, friends, Voldemort bowed. Anyone wishing to find out more about the delights that await them in a life of service to the pure blood co- <laughs> to the pure blood cause may join us for the after party at my penthouse. Bathing suits in the jacuzzi are, of course, optional. <laughs> he swept from the room, his en- his entourage in tow. Did I tell you? I feel like this is reminding me. Did yeah. I tell you that the uh, uh, theater that I occasionally do show for shows for did a, a sexy parody of Harry- all seven Harry Potter books? <laughs> Like, no, you did that. It's it was amazing. Four hours long. I wasn't in it, and I didn't want to see it because I can't watch anything for four hours. No, that's a long time. Um, and, and I don't know. It's I have only been able to watch a very Potter musical, so mm-hmm. like that's it. So it's like if it was not at the caliber of Harry Potter musical, I'd be like, this no. is trash. No, it was probably worse. Well, they all had sexy names, but like porn sexy names, like very sexy names. Like it was Hermione, of course, and oh, yeah, yeah, Rod yeah. Weasley. Oh, and yeah. uh, instead of Harry Potter, it was Cherry Hotter because it was a girl. Because <laughs> at the end, she ends up having to have sex with Sexy Wart, I think, uh, which is Voldemort. Sure. <laughs> Uncertain. I uh, don't know what Sexy pop. Wart looked like. Yeah. Hmm. All right. I mean, in a very Potter musical, he was hot. Yes. So, whatever. Anyway, 
One slight, dark-haired figure was left on the stage when they had gone. Reunited, Remus stared in confusion. Is that you, Padfoot? What? No, that's my stupid kid brother, Regulus. What's he doing up there? Uh, the song Regulus sang was not about the glory of the pure-blood gods. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, again, I feel like I should have spent more time trying to figure out what the... That's a series' little brother? Yes. I don't remember him um, I fought in the old revolution on the side of the ghost and the king. Of course, I was very young, and I thought we were winning. I can't pretend I still feel very much like singing as they carry the bodies away. <laughs> These are beautiful karaoke songs. Who's that by? Um, let me scroll. Sounds like, like a My Chemical Romance She song. kept it. It's like she put um, uh, First War Regulus, The Old Revolution, another Leonard Cohen song. Why are they all singing Leonard Cohen songs? I don't know. I could not tell you one Leonard Cohen, Cohen song. I Yeah. I only know. Yeah. I don't even know that one. <laughs> Never mind. I was like, I, I've heard them before. And it's that I forget. Because did he write Hallelujah? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? This is not a song podcast, <laughs> this is a fanfic podcast. Sounds like maybe Regs wasn't so stupid after all, said Reunited Remus. Yeah, maybe, Reunited Remus replied grudgingly. Little good it did him. Enough with the bloody Cohen already, Soen shouted. All right, all right, said Reunited Remus. I won't bring so much Cohen next time. Yeah. Reunited Remus flashed him a toothy grin. There'll be nothing left but Queen if you do that. Reunited Remus stuck out his tongue. Don't stick that out unless you're planning to use it, Mooney. Reunited, serious said. <laughs> Reunited Remus said, wagging his eyebrows suggestively. Reunited Remus could not resist leaning in for a kiss. They were interrupted by a broken sob from across the table. <laughs> Post-OOTP, Remus had his arms around last year's Remus, looking strained and making hushed noises, patting him awkwardly on the back. I hate AU, last year's <laughs> alternative universe. Mm-hmm. Last year's Remus sobbed. Hermione glared at them. Why does she keep doing that? Reunited Sirius whispered, guiltily disentangling himself from his boyfriend. For that matter, why is she sitting with us? You can't sit with us. Uh, Hermione is sitting with them? Yep. And they're like, why? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Reunited Sirius shrugged. His eyes were back on the stage, a look of dawning horror in his face. (laughs) I forgot. (laughs) Okay. I'm sorry. (laughs) It's just... Reunited Sirius shrugged. His eyes were were back on the stage, a look of dawning horror on his face. Reunited Remus followed his gaze in time to see Regulus stepped off the stage and into the arms of Severus Snape. Oh, no. What in Slytherin's pants? Gasped Reunited Sirius. Look away, Sirius. Reunited Remus admonished, admonished gently. It's not canon, remember? Just fangirls playing around. Ew. Reunited Sirius shuddered, shoving away from the table and standing abruptly. Do you want a drink? I need something to watch the taste of my brother snogging Snivellus out of my mouth. <laughs> Apparently, a few of the other Siriuses were much of the same mind. As Reunited Sirius headed to the bar that had been set up on one side of the Great Hall, six-year Sirius took the stage again. Well, that was revolting. My own flesh and blood. Kinda <laughs> Come up here with me, Mooney, and help me forget. <laughs> He flashed six here Remus a grin that made Remus's all up and down the Gryffindor table sigh with nostalgia. Longing as the music began. The full moon is calling. The fever is hot. The wicked wind whispers and moans. You got your demons. You got your desires. Well, I got a few of my own. Who was that? Yeah, yeah. No, who's the, who's singing? singing? That was serious. Ah. Singing. It must be one of these nights by the Eagles because it wasn't sad. <laughs> The two boys, oh, yeah, it's the six years. The two boys' eyes never left one another as they sang. The hunger that burned there was so apparent that the audience felt like intruders. 
When the song finished, they did not return to their seats, but left the hall, giggling, arms one around one another. The oh. eyes of the other Remuses and Siriuses present followed until the door is closed quietly behind I would be so them. mortified to watch my 16-year-old self <laughs> be flirty with, like, whoever the fuck I was dating when I'm, I was 16. I would die. I would just fall over. I remember, I'm glad, so, I remember in college when we watched, like, all of the videos of that you had taken of us when we were in, like, middle school. Oh, yeah. I am so glad that that is not amongst them. <laughs> To be like... Just you being with a boyfriend. Be like, hey, this is my boyfriend. He's so cute. And then you run away to go, oh, like, oh, make out. Yuck. Nasty. See, that, yeah, only in fanfic. Their, their post-Hogwarts counterparts replaced them on the stage and began crooning a romantic number to one another as reunited Sirius returned to the table, arms loaded with drinks. What did I miss? <laughs> the three Remuses uh, sitting nearby cleared their throats and crossed their legs, blushing. Gross. <laughs> Gross. Sirius laughed. That good, eh? Let's see now. Fire whiskey on the rocks all around for the Moonies. And ooh, a sexy little umbrella drink for me. <laughs> the other two Remuses muttered their thanks, not quite meeting his eyes. But reunited Remus shook his head, smiling. You and your girly cocktails, Padfoot. I assume by girly, you mean colorful and delicious, Moonbeam. <laughs> he said, fluttering his eyelashes absurdly at his boyfriend. <laughs> That's the only type of flirting I support. <laughs> Where you're just being dumb. Uh, Post Hogwarts, Remus, and Sirius finished their duet and followed the examples of their six year selves departing the hall hand in hand. Ew. Ew. They're all just pairing off. Uh, reunited Sirius chuckled. Two guesses where they're off to. With so little fanfic being written this weekend, the sets will be mostly available. People can take their pick, said Reunited Remus with a shrug. Reunited Sirius threw him a wolfish grin, which is funny because he's not the werewolf. Ha! Ha! <laughs> is the library claimed yet? I know that place excites you. Yuck. Have you ever thought about having sex in a library? No. It's so quiet and weird in there. Maybe it's just, like, my tainted memory. Because, like, the library yeah. here is fine. But, yeah. like, the library that I went to most often was the downtown library. Oh. And, like, it's mm. huge. And there's always homeless people wandering around. Yep. It kind of smells in certain places. And it kind of smells. And it's very quiet. <laughs> You're right. And what you don't want during sex is silence that you could hear a pin drop. Because... Or, like, one person yelling at another person. Like... <laughs> Like, those are the two options at the downtown library. That's true. It's like a, someone in a fight with their friend or a stranger or absolute silence. I did not pay for your bus. Yeah, like, exactly. I don't even know. Like, and, yeah, no, I – a library doesn't appeal to me because you're right. It's so – Like, maybe the, like – I want those sounds covered. Maybe if you really like books and it's, like, a homey library and you like the idea of maybe getting caught. Yeah, but it'd have to be one of those libraries where they're, like, playing music, like, mm. like elevator music, like... I don't know, you can really try real hard. <laughs> Maybe that's part of the appeal, is just being like... <laughs> like... <laughs> I just feel like you would just hear a lot of wet, like... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's a different kind of sex. <laughs> You're like... <laughs> I can't make any sound effects. That was the air. <laughs> I was like, I can't, like, think of... There's like a one of those like, yeah, that's it. (laughs) I was like, like Like mac and cheese being stirred sound, yeah. (laughs) I like it whenever I try to make that noise with my cheek. It like, (laughs) it makes yes, it makes me like it makes me laugh too much, and then my cheek goes tense, and then it hurts. (laughs) I can't do it. Gross. Can you imagine just like reading like your fucking textbook or whatever and just hearing? 
like in, <laughs> like behind you. You're like, I'm studying. <laughs> I'm trying to study here. This is my safe place. Go get a room. <laughs> the only place I would have felt safe having sex is um, in our college. Do you ever go into the third basement of Walter Library? Probably. It was, so it was the lowest. So there was like two, su- it was like two sub basements down. You mm-hmm. couldn't get cell service down there. Oh, okay. And everyone. It was def- Walter on the West Bank or the East Bank? East Bank. Okay. Uh, and the point is, you got, you were so far down under the earth, you could hear no. <laughs> You could hear ghosts and <laughs> you could like hear your thoughts, but like you like couldn't get, you couldn't get the main thing I'm trying to say, you couldn't get any cell service. Ah. And so it was kind of nice because you were focused mm. because you mm-hmm. couldn't physically be distracted. Right. And then everyone, it was so scary, quiet down there. Everyone had headphones in. Ooh, and so that's sense. the only place. And it was just like dark. It's like the, it was so far down. There was no windows. Mm-hmm. And then there were certain areas where like, um, the whole thing had motion activated lights. And so the scariest part is you're like studying and then all of a sudden someone like oh, walk by off. and then yeah. <laughs> or on. <laughs> turn on or off and then you'd be like, a ghost. <laughs> so that one, I'd be like, ooh, I'm gonna get everyone's caught. Wearing headphones. Yeah, maybe. Everyone's wearing headphones. I would yeah. have just enough fear I'm gonna get caught. There's no like places to lay in a library. Like no. you're against books, which means you're I would not be, gonna knock a book over. And I would be afraid of knocking the whole shelf over. Right. So you gotta find like a wall. But those are all like in view of people, <laughs> or like like there's not there's specifically not comfy enough couches that you could take a nap because they don't want you to nap in libraries. No, Bad dick. No, yeah. Okay, so you can't have sex in a library. You shouldn't. You shouldn't. Maybe Number after one. hours. That's what the librarians. Do. Yeah. Where are we? The library. We're not leaving yet, Padfoot. Not while a pack of drunken wizards is cavorting around my expensive karaoke machine. Now, are you going to sing with me or are we going to do a solo? Or am I going to do a solo number? Reunited Sirius twirled his little paper umbrella thoughtfully. I feel like being serenaded tonight. Sing to me, Mooney. (laughs) And maybe I'll sing for you later when we're alone. He added with a wink. Do you... People do talk like this to your fiance. No. But, okay. (laughs) (laughs) The idea of, like, singing to someone, like, just me and them, is without, like, any, like instruments or anything. Mm-hmm. It's just so, like, bizarre to me. Yeah. But I happen to be reading... Do you know Tegan and Sarah? Yes. Okay, I'm reading their book. It's very good. Okay. Um, And I think it was Tegan who was recounting this, because they both are narrating the book. Yeah. Um, About how a friend, like, not even a very good friend one time, asked her to, like, sing a song over the phone. Oh, no. And she did. And then she was like, that was really good. Can you sing it again? And, like, she did it again. Like, and just the idea of listening to a friend of yours sing, like, a song from the radio more than one time. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Who are you? This doesn't sound like, like, this sounds like the setup to a prank, but it's not a prank. It's just happening. Sing for me, bitch. So I can record you and make all my friends laugh. Right? Like, but no. that's not what happened. It just, yeah. the story just ends. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, what? I feel like that story is not done. She's gonna find out there's a bootleg Maybe. copy of her of her singing Radiohead or whatever. Or she's gonna like yeah. <laughs> or she's gonna find out later that the other person was like jerking off or something. Like, I, right? Like, like, like you there's be, not you, you, like why? Like what would compel you to make another person? I guess it was the time where like maybe if you didn't have a CD. I feel uncomfortable when know. people sing to me. That's fair. Like, I've had... It's um, very. It's like really intimate. <laughs> no, it was like a girl I worked with when I was at Valley Fair. She like applied to like the whatever like american idol or the voice or some singing thing and i was like oh how'd it go and she was like oh really good she's like do you want me to sing my piece piece. and i was like absolutely not and i was like sure and then she started and i was like this was the biggest mistake of my life because it was just like the two of us like in In this like in the stock room and she's just like singing 
to me and I was like, I've made a huge, and so that was when I fully knew. Yeah. I had already had an inkling of it from other times and then I was like, I was like, nope. It's always weird. Don't like it. Don't like it. I also don't super love it when people are like, uh, my like ex like would be like, it's like cute. So I like it, but I also don't. It's like, he'd be like, I've picked a song for you. And it's like, I don't like having to experience it while they're there. Oh yeah. Just like listening to a song with another yeah. person. Yeah. They're, they're like, like waiting for your reaction. Yeah. No, no. it's like one thing. No, Cause there Send was me a mixed tape. Yeah. Right. And I'll listen to it in the privacy of my own home and alone. I'll talk to you about it. Yes. The yes. Next time we talk. Yes. I'll be like, I really loved song three, okay. oh, yeah. but that's, that's as far, but no, I had to like sit there and he was like, this song made me think of us. And then it was like kind of a sad song and I didn't know how to be like, what? It, it was <laughs> a, up with me? Yeah. It was, um, big jet plane, which is a song about like a guy sees like a girl at an airport. And then he's like, man, if we could be together, then like we would fly off together in a big jet plane and we'd have a great life. But unfortunately we're just two ships in the night and like, what a weird bo- message to give to you. Yes. Was he trying to tell you he liked you? No, we were already dating at this point. Was he trying to break up with you? I mean, maybe. <laughs> he broke up with me a couple months later. Oh, and he well, was... that's a terrible hint then. No, right? I was like, I don't think he was. He really was like, it makes me think of you every time. What? And I was like, what? I was like, what's wrong? I didn't... When I was like... When he told me, I was like... I listened to it. I was like, this is sad. Do you know what this song... And he, he was one of those people who like doesn't know that songs have meaning. He was like, no, it's just nice. <laughs> and I was like... No, what this song person. is sad. And then what was it's funny is then like after we being together. Yeah, and then what was funny was like it became popular at like the gyms I went to like after we broke up. So was I'd it be like a fast paced. No, like, so weird. No, it's like I want to take you on a big jet plane like not, and like not and song. there would be like some remixes of it, but it would still sort of be like in that folksy kind of short weird. like I don't know. Anyway, the point is I'd be doing like. I'd be at, like, a bar class doing, like, a zillion tiny squats, and all of a sudden I'd be like, fucker, like, this fucking song. Anyway, are you sure you trust me to pick a song, Astro United Remus? I might choose more Conan. Cohen. Not Conan. Conan O'Brien. It's it's your collection, Reunited Serious Smile. Pick any song you like. Reunited uh, Remus. Uh, returned the smile fondly and stepped onto the stage, taking the microphone in hand. The song is very special to me. It always makes me think of a certain person who is very dear to my heart. For several years, I didn't think I would ever have the chance to sing it to him, but sometimes the impossible happens and leaves you feeling like the luckiest person on earth. Oh, the moon's too bright, the chain's too tight, the beast won't go to sleep. I've been running through these promises to you that I made and could not keep. Ah, but a man could never get a lover back, not by begging on his knees, or I'd crawl to you, baby, and I'd fall at your feet, and I'd howl at your beauty like a dog in heat, and I'd claw at your heart, mm-hmm. and I'd tear at your mm-hmm. sheet. Mm-hmm. I'd say, please, please, I'm your man. Yep. <laughs> Good song. <laughs> when <Okay>. the song <laughs> Another Cohen, I think. Uh, when the song finished, Reunited Remus yielded up the mic to last year's Remus and returned to the Gryffindor table as his younger self began a raw, drunken version of Rolling Stone's Paint It Black. That was lovely for United Sirius said, greeting him with a kiss. But are you sure it's a good idea to let this one sing? It sounds like he should be tucked in bed, sleeping it off. Do you want to try telling him no? I remember what it was like being him. Reunited Sirius nodded towards the man on stage, whose cheeks were stained with angry tears. <laughs> that's that's me without you. Maybe then it'll fade away and not have to face the facts. It's not easy facing up when your whole world is black. No more will my green sea t- go turn a deeper blue. I could not foresee this thing happening to you. 
My poor Mooney. I don't think I've ever been to karaoke where someone took a song seriously enough to like (laughs) feel their emotions. I agree. Everyone is like, they sing a song and you're like, do you know what that means? But like, no. Or like they do, but like, it's just because it's a good song. Like someone saying Adele is just like, ah, Adele is just a good song to sing. I'm not actually having emotions on stage. They're like, someone like you, angry tears. Like they're clearly just trying to process their feelings publicly. Not okay. This is a group therapy through song. God, no. Um, No, it just reminds I went to a, a bar in La Crosse for uh, after a, a derby bout, and there was karaoke, but it was like you know very local karaoke, yeah. so like no one's really good or like no. you know they're all just singing their songs. And you know, Zombie by the Cranberries yep. has come out like again lately. So she was singing it, but she was like, I don't know if she was trying to like feel the anger or like what was going on, but instead of going like zombie, like you're supposed to, she was yeah. going zombie, zombie. <laughs> <laughs> Eh, eh, and like had to change it because that's not how the sound goes. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> that's beautiful. Like, I don't know if you're processing or if you're really feeling like the groove of this like anthem of you were something. She, she made her own. She was having a good time. Yeah, she made it her own. I love it. Ah, oh, poor Mooney said reunited, serious, kissing his forehead. That settles it. I'm never letting you out of my sight again. The rage seemed to have. Seemed to leave last year agreements as the last notes of the song died away. He subsided into the edge of the stage, looking lost. Post-OOTP, Remus was every bit as inebriated, had to clumsily extract the mic from his fingers before beginning his own weepy rendition of Queen's The Show Must Go On. <laughs> He's not... It's like weird songs like, that are not generally sung like when he's sad. Yeah. Maybe I'm not like a boy, but... <laughs> he's not suggesting that we split up, is he? Said Reunited Sirius of Pop, because that's never going to happen. Reunited Sirius did not answer. He could see for himself that the Sirius who sat beside him was the oldest one in the room. Sad. Ah, uh, I lost it because I got sad. <laughs> but that might only be because the older Siriuses were busy tonight. Reunited Sirius... Uh, Remus tried to recall if he had ever met one. Sad. Clear the stage, groaned Aron Weasley. We've heard enough of your bloody moaning for one night. The next person who sings something by Leonard Cohen will get that microphone shoved right up there. Ronald! Snapped the Hermione sitting besides them. Reunited Sir- <laughs> Remus and his Sirius hastily removed the drunken Remuses from the stage as the grumbling audience echoed Ron's sentiments. Reunited Remus awkwardly slung the, sh- the slightly snoring last year's Remus over his shoulder, while the reunited Sirius took the bewildered post-OOTP Remus by the arm and gently led him off the stage, depositing him back in the seat with a pint of water and a, there you go, mate. <laughs> when reunited Remus returned from finding an empty guest room for his last year's self to sleep in, to sleep it off, he took one look at the stage and groaned. A huge hairy form was mincing back and forth, gruffly and monotonously chanting some of the words to Bad Moon Rising. How long has that thing been up there? Too long, reunited Sirius rolled his eyes. It's already mangled, born to be wild. <laughs> but no one wants to tell a werewolf where to get off. This is just embarrassing, sighed reunited Remus. When the song finished, he hurried up to snatch the mic out of the werewolf's claws before he could think of another song it almost knew. <laughs> Thank you for those beautiful renditions yeah. of two classic songs. But I think it's past time we yielded the floor to the younger generation. Anyone? I'll go, said the Hermione, who had been sitting near them, shooting a poisonous glance at reunited Sirius. Puzzled, reunited Remus handed over the mic to her and returned his place beside his boyfriend. Hermione's adoring eyes never wavered from reunited Remus Remus, as she sang, If you wanted the moon, I would try to make a start, (laughs) but I would rather you let me give my heart to serve with love. 
Well, that explains a lot. Laughter United Serious. Are you, are you sure you wouldn't rather go home with her tonight, Moody? <laughs> she seems awfully keen. Very true, reunited Remus scowled. You're all the trouble I need. Reunited Sirius grinned. I'm glad to hear it. He drew Remus close uh, close for a passionate and theatrical kiss. A stifled scream of annoyance sounded, sounded from the direction of the stage, and the sound broke off abruptly. Quick footsteps were followed by the slamming of the hall door, but reunited Remus was too busy to take much notice. By the time they broke apart, a different Hermione held the microphone. She was joined on the stage by Harry, Ron, Neville, Ginny, and Luna. That was embarrassing, the girl declared, and might I just add, completely OOC, out of character. Mm-hmm. As if canon doesn't make it obvious from the start who I'll end up with. The tall, red-haired boy beside her looked smug. The sixteen-inners broke into a rendition of the Beach Boys' Wouldn't It Be Nice, casting occasional shy, affectionate glances at one another. Yeah. <laughs> That's interesting, reunited Remus commented as Harry and Neville exchanged a bashful glance. <laughs> I guess they haven't fixed the water, reunited Sirius laughed. Eh? said reunited Remus, confused. Prongs used to say there must be something in the water, and that's why almost everyone at Hogwarts is gayer than a jar of billywigs. That is, they are if you believe the fangirls. <laughs> reunited Remus wrapped an arm around his boyfriend's waist, pulling him closer. Whether it was the water or not, I have no complaints. Hermione and her friends were followed by an unfamiliar girl. She had piercing violet eyes and waist-length black hair with shimmering streaks of purple and silver. (laughs) Somehow, she managed to be both thin and voluptuous and wore a glamorous, figure-hugging outfit which accentuated curves in all the right places. But somehow, I just don't think I'm beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was like, do you know who this character is? Is it Tessa from... (laughs) Her name is... My name is... (laughs) Oh my god. Oh no. Wait, is it the one from what's, from, uh, damn it, what is it called? Is it Raven something like 7,000 names from Immortal? Here you are. Oh no. Marvola? Yes! Ar- <laughs> Marvola Arwen Raven Yvette <laughs> Salazora Umikio Elven Child and N. I want to dedicate this song to my two BFFs, which she used two instead of yep. uh, Hermione, Genevieve, Electra, Jasmine, Granger, Malfoy, and Geneva, Auroriella, <laughs> Ophelia, Miranda, Weasley, Zambini. <laughs> make, over, <laughs> make over party tonight in the Gryffindor dorms. And I want to point out that Marvola, Arwen, Raven, Yvette, Salazora, Umiko, Elven Child becomes Mary Sue. <laughs> What? It's- no way. <laughs> uh, Ginny and Hermione exchanged a baffled look. Those aren't our names. <laughs> <laughs> the strange girl did not bother with a wand, but started the music with an elegant, elegant flick of her fingers, calling up the element of karaoke to do her, bill- her bidding. <laughs> I don't care what my teachers say. I'm going to be a supermodel. <laughs> you invited a Mary Sue? <laughs> Asked Reunited Sirius in disbelief. Reunited Remus shrugged. She overheard me asking the Harrys. You know, you know how her lot. Imagine in that dressing room, just like a bunch of Mary Sues, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> you know how her lot tend to hang around outside those boys' dressing room. It seemed rude not to invite her as well. I'll never understand why fangirls write characters like that," said Reunited Sirius, shaking his head. "Do they really think anyone wants to read about them?" 
Maybe, said reunited Remus, but I think it's more to do with wish fulfillment. They want to be a part of our stories, and they want us to love them as much as they love us. They're harmless enough. If you think about it, it's sort of flattering. At least this one isn't after you. <laughs> as if I'd give her a second look when I have a sexy wolfman here with me, reunited Sirius grinned. You've never had to play straight? asked reunited Remus curiously. Reunited Sirius blushed once or twice. I have a straight counterpart, of course, but when he has the day off, sometimes one of us has to stand in for him. <laughs> I had to shag Lily once for a story, admitted Reunited Remus. It was awkward. <laughs> <laughs> At least you never get paired with your own family, Reunited Sirius shuddered. No. Apparently, Blackcest is gaining in popularity. <laughs> Two young red-haired men leapt onto the stage, termina terminating this disturbing line of discussion. One of them grabbed the mic while the other stood by, grinning. Both bowed as if to vast applause. Thank you, thank you, declared the one holding the microphone. We are Fred and Forge. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, sorry. We are Greg and Forge. There we go. <laughs> live, that makes so much more sense. <laughs> live from live for one night only at the All Hogwarts Fandom Karaoke Night. We'd like to share this sobering little number with the younger members of the audience to remind them of certain matters which must be treated with due seriousness. This song, added his brother, is dedicated to all the hundreds of children which fangirls have attributed to our loins over the years, <laughs> even though they are usually much too busy inter inter <laughs> inventing things to shag anyone. Every sperm is sacred. Every sperm is great. If a sperm is wasted, God, get God gets quite irate. <laughs> when the song finished, they bowed again, thanking the audience. Remember, folks, Wizards Weasley's Wizards Wheezes at 93 Diagon Alley serves more than just, her ca just your casual amusement. We have a complete line of contraceptive charms and potions in all your favorite flavors. Do your part to prevent Embrag and keep the Mary Sue population <laughs> under control. Reunited Sirius looked horrified. Is that something we ought to worry about, Mary? <laughs> Remus gave him a wolfish kid. Uh, I'm just trying to picture you in maternity robes. What? And spoil my girlish figure? Preened reunited Sirius. If anyone is giving birth, it's you. Not if you don't want wolf cubs, it isn't. You do realize that if I go up the duff, we'd end up with a litter of six or so. <laughs> reunited Sirius's eyes widened. I thought that was just a myth. That settles it. I'm stopping by Diagon Alley tomorrow. <laughs> Two boys took the stage, one with platinum blonde hair, the other dark and brooding. Bolts of passion and hatred flashed between silver eyes and green. It was clear they were within moments of committing violence or some public indecency, but it was unclear which. A throbbing, suggestive beat fused the air. Let me violate you. Let me desecrate you. Let me penetrate you. Let me complicate you. When the song finished, the two boys began necking passionately. Ew. For once, I agree with you, Potter. Another cheering, sneering blonde. Wait, I'm sorry, I skipped along. I think I'm gonna be sick, gagged another Harry from the audience. For once, I agree with you, Potter. Another sneering blonde youth declared, I can't bear to watch another second of this filth. Crab, Goyle, we're leaving. <laughs> A few other Dracos with their various cronies and several disgusting-looking, disgusted-looking Harrys joined the Exodus. A number of Rons and Hermiones looked at one another, shrugged, and followed. The pair who had inspired them also departed, shedding clothing along the way, <laughs> managing somehow to find the door even with their mouths still locked together. Uh-oh, <laughs> muttered reunited Remus, catching the sight of the black-haired pair now stepping onto the stage. Sometimes I feel I've got to... Run away, I've got to get away from the pain you drive into my heart. You'll see. Reunited Sirius looked horrified. No, 
They can't. No! I'm afraid Southside Reunited Remus Snary is actually a very popular oh, pairing. Oh, no! I won't have it, said Reunited Sirius. Snape and Harry, oh. said Reunited Sirius faintly, but he made no move to stand. I won't have that filthy, greasy pillock putting his hands on my godson. Or vice versa, Reunited Remus raised an eyebrow. You want to try telling them that? Reunited Sirius slowly wilted onto the table, face hidden in his arms, as the snarry duo finished and departed, followed by all the remaining Harry's, Ron's, and Hermione's, <laughs> who looked distinctly ill after what they had just witnessed. If you thought that was bad, said Reunited Remus, voice tight with embarrassment, you might want to close your eyes for this. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> eh? Is it Dumbledore? No. Oh no. Reunited Sirius looked up, confusion, suspicion, and finally horror suffused his face. <laughs> That's you, Mooney! It's not me, insisted Reunited Remus. It's one of my counterparts, favored by Snuppin' Chippers. Snapin' Lupin. Snoopin'. Yeah. Snoopin'. Snuppin'. Snoopin'. Snoopin'. <laughs> What's a Snoopin'? <laughs> Re- reunited. Reunited Sirius asked incredulously. That, er, that is. Reunited Sirius waved a hand at the two men currently singing, Two out of three ain't bad, to one another. Great buggering hippogriffs. He has his hand on your arse. I'll kill him. <laughs> you reunited Sirius. Half rose from his seat. Reunited Siri- uh, Remus put, pulled him back down. It's just fanfic, Padfoot, he said gently. A figment of some teenage girl's imagination. No one is suggesting it's canon. <laughs> it's not, if it's not real, then why do I have to see it? <laughs> I agree. <laughs> reunited Sirius grumbled. The thought of it, the thought of that greasy git putting his hands on you makes me ill. You, <laughs> You've never had to stand in for that one, have you? I haven't, reunited <laughs> Remus assured him. Not yet, anyway. Yeah. He amended silently. <laughs> Once the snuppin pairing departed to partake in activities neither of the reunited pair cared to contemplate. Uh, reunited Sirius looked around the room. At least it doesn't look like there's any vomit indu- there's anyone vomit-inducing left, thank Merlin. And any chance we can go? Soon, reunited Remus promised. I think things are winding down. Only a few people remained beneath the enchanted ceiling of the Great Hall. The Jameses and the Lilies had all left long since, either for their own private trysts or to put various little Harrys to bed. The, the, the little death, the Death Eaters too had gone, perhaps to take Lord Doctor Tom Love up on his uh, penthouse jacuzzi party, leaving the Slytherin table empty. The Ravenclaw table sat a few members of the Hogwarts staff. Though Dumbledore and a roaring, a roaring drunk Hagrid had joined an assortment of characters, including Werewolf Remus at the Hufflepuff table. A few Order members were still present, clustered around the middle of the Gryffindor table, talking and laughing over drinks. Alistair Moody t- sipped from his hip flask while his magical eye roamed the room. The Weasley twins shared a joke with a flushing, giggling Tonks. Uh, Arthur and, Mary- and Molly Weasley were the next to approach the stage. They cast one another loving glances, holding hands as they sang a soppy duet as... Of time goes by. The song brought a tightness to reunited Remus's chest, and he squeezed his Sirius's hand, lovingly praying that they would have as long and as loving a union as the Weasleys enjoyed. An altercation broke out near the stage as the song finished. The hell you will, declared Minerva McGonagall imperiously. The song was my idea, and I'm going to shring, er, sing it. She, she wrenched the mic away from Sybil Trelawney, who could not <laughs> hold on to both it and to the half-empty half bottle of cooking sherry in her other hand. Reunited Remus leapt to defuse the situation before something could happen to his expensive sound equipment. Now, ladies, she isn't going to do the shrong, she <laughs> screeched Trelawney. She said show. Well, I've what? changed my mind, haven't I, Sybil? They're drunk. Yes. 
She doesn't want to sing, sing the song. Ah. Uh, Professor McGonagall smelled like a distillery. <laughs> Suddenly, much to reunited Remus's belief, Dumbledore was behind him. Is there any reason why you can't sing the song together, Minerva, Sybil? The two women glowered at one another, but nodded reluctantly. All right, said Trelawney, but I get to do the intro. Fine, spat McGonagall. I hope you choke on it. Even in her sherry-soaked state, Trelawney seemed to recall most of the words in the right order. When the music began, the two women forgot their differences and belted out the chorus arm in arm. It's raining men! <laughs> Hallelujah! It's raining men! <laughs> Afterwards, Trelawney handed the microphone down to a minuscule figure and let McGonagall help her back to her seat. Oh, God. The house elf wore a, t- a tea cozy on its head, brightly colored mismatched socks on its feet, and in between a red and gold I Love Harry Potter t-shirt. Dobby, w- Do- Dobby would like to, in- to dedicate this song to Harry Potter, greatest of all wizards. <laughs> it squeaked into the mic. If not for Harry Potter, Dobby would not be the free elf today, singing to other great wizards like equals. I'm too sexy for my hat. Too sexy for my hat. What do you think of that? What songs are about I'm clothes? a model if you know what I mean. The elf strutted and gestured and shook his little tush on the catwalk. He seemed to be having a great fun. Even Snivellus would be too sexy for that hat. Reunited Sirius laughed as they applauded the elf's performance. Dumbledore's up next, reunited Remus. Mm-hmm. Said reunited Remus, this should be good. Is that the sorting hat he's wearing? <laughs> Asked reunited Sirius incredulously. Dumbledore beamed at the few remaining audience members from beneath the brim of the patched and ra- uh, ragged hat. When the headmaster raised the microphone, a split opened above the hat's brim, forming a mouth. I usually do my singing solo and a cappella, it said, but tonight Albus and I would like to do a little number for you. This is an old favorite of ours. Don't know this one either. Spring has never waited for us, girl. It ran one step ahead as we followed in the dance. Between the parted pages and were pressed in love's hot, fevered iron like a striped pair of pants. <laughs> Reunited Sirius gave a bark of laughter. I suppose the nice really couldn't, couldn't be complete without it. Reunited Sirius, uh, Remus nodded, grinning. It's such a dreadful song, but it's actually sort of wonderful, isn't it? Dumbledore swept the sorting hat from his head and bowed low to the smattering of applause. Thank you, friends, for this opportunity to spread a little happiness. And now I believe we have one last song for you this evening. Gerard? Or, sorry, Gerald? Wait, what? <laughs> Gerald? Gerald? Reunited Remus and Sirius looked at one another, confusion. Who's Gerald? With a sticky, popping sound, a figure detached itself from the Ravenclaw table and squelched its way to the stage. The giant squid extended a tentacle and delicately plucked the microphone from Dumbledore's hand. Thank you, Albus. Its voice was smooth and cultured. My dear friends, I have been at Hogwarts longer than any of you know. I have watched you come and go, learn and grow. I've seen you alone on the shores of my lake, casting stones of embitterment. I've seen you hand in hand, falling in love for the first time. In allowing me to observe your lives, you have your lives. You have given me so much. Thank you for allowing me this opportunity to give you something in return. It reached a tentacle towards the karaoke machine and pressed a button. There was a loud zap. Then the lights flickered and died, and the scent of fried calamari filled the air. What? <laughs> Oh dear, said Ger- Gerald's voice in the darkness. I uh, seem to have, hmm, yes. Then very quietly, bugger. <laughs> now, sighed Remus, reunited Remus in resignation, we can go. <laughs> no. All right. Who's last, Gerald? The large squid that lives oh, in the lake. that's not the boy's name? Nope. Ah, just, <laughs> he was just also there. He's just also there, yes. All right, last chapter, and this one's short. So, chapter three, canon. Mm-hmm. They did not, in the end, visit the library that night. 
It was very late, and they were both drowsy and longing for the comfort of a soft bed, in addition to one another's arms. They found what they, what they craved in the rooms Remus had occupied during his brief tenure as defense against the dark arts master. Alone together, with nothing but skin and breath and touch between them, <laughs> Remus hoped Sirius would forget all the strange sights that had so disturbed him that night. <laughs> After they made, lull, they made love, lulled by quiet contentment and the nearest of his beloved, Remus had almost drifted into sleep when a soft voice in the darkness whispered, Moody? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> For a moment, he contemplated not answering. It had been a very long night, involving fire whiskey, more than enough drama, and far too much dubious singing. But he could not, in good conscience, allow the worry in Sirius's voice to go unanswered. What's the trouble, Padfoot? <laughs> I was just thinking about something you said tonight. His uncertain tone filled Remus with tenderness. Sleep could wait. He could afford the few moments it would take to allay whatever fears had beset his lover in the darkness. That was a complicated sentence. <laughs> For me. What did I say tonight, love? You said, about canon. Not to worry about such things like snivelous shagging Harry, or, or touching you, because it's not canon. Mm. Remus gathered Sirius into a reassuring embrace. It's just fangirls, Padfoot. Some of them have odd tastes, that's all. It's nothing to be tr It's nothing to trouble yourself over. I know, said Sirius, slowly weighing his words, but Mooney, do you ever worry that, that maybe we're not canon either? That brought Sirius up short, or Remus up short. The thought had honestly never occurred to him. Whatever the other Remuses might do, it did not matter, because he was real. He and Sirius, weren't they? I had never thought that, he said with conviction. Not for a moment. You're sure? Does it really matter, Padfoot? Remus asked softly. Maybe. I don't know. Sirius's hand pressed against Remus's chest, feeling the beat of his heart. I guess it doesn't. I mean, we're here, aren't we? We're together, and we've just had some really fantastic sex. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, whenever I read things like this, I'm like, do people, like, do you have heartfelt moments? And then, like, be like, also, I guess I will try and lighten the mood yeah, by, like, saying that, yeah. It just makes me sad to think that maybe there's a real Mooney and Padfoot who aren't us and don't have this, who maybe we never found love at all. How much more terrible would our lives have been, everything that's happened, if we didn't have this? Remus's arms tightened around Sirius, pulling him close. He was suddenly more aware of the feel of Sirius's skin against his own than he had been half an hour before when they were making love. How dear Sirius was to him, how precious, how empty his years of playing roles on his own had been while Sirius was cast in the dramas of Azkaban. How alone he would be if he ever lost him again. Think of it this way, Padfoot, he said, kissing the curve of an ear. There are what? Three and a half thousand pages of canon, and we turn up in maybe ten percent of it, if that. There are a few looks and touches, certainly, a few hints of intimacy, but you're right, there isn't much evidence of, of more implied in the text. His hand traced the groove of Sirius's spine to give his arse a tender squeeze, and, his, and their lips met in a long moment of silent understanding. But that isn't the only place we exist anymore, Remus continued. We exist in the hearts and minds of fangirls everywhere. They are the ones who give us the story we deserve, a little romance, a little happiness. Because of their devotion, the tiny fraction of canyon that was our first home is now only the smallest part of our existence. What we have is real, not because of canon, because the fans want it to be real. Sirius snuggled closer under his shoulder with a sigh. You're right. Canon doesn't matter so much to us. Thank you, Moody. Do, do you think you can sleep now? I'll try. Remus almost drifted off again when Sirius said, Moody? What is it now, Padfoot? <laughs> if if what we have is real because the fangirls want it, yes, 
Does that mean Snivellus is really <laughs> shagging Harry, too? Remus sighed, yes, Padlet. I'm afraid it does, and you'll just have to learn to live with it. End. Ah. Uh, ah. Uh, what a ride. Right? <laughs> oh, that was so good. No, right? No, I... Wow. I loved it. It was very multiverse What a beautiful, like, uh, yes, like, love letter to... to fan fiction writers at the end to be yes. like your work is real as real as anything else be like canon doesn't matter anymore and you're no. like and you're like yeah it doesn't matter Fair. harry <laughs> is really shagging snape gross nope <laughs> i disagree because uh, there's a i was trying to think of the word at some point because i think i was i had been reading a fan fiction of some sort is there a word for is it headcanon where all the fans kind of just agree yes. that this is what's happening? Yes. Okay. Because I would say they are headcanon, but they are not. But uh, Snape and Harry is not Yes. Or, or it's like your... I think it can also just be like my personal headcanon. Mm. So like I have decided Is there like that, fan canon? Like is there like amongst... Like, or like a term? Like there's probably popular... Like it's probably just popular, popular canon. Head canon. Because mm-hmm. headcanon just means like what you think is canon. Mm, so okay. you, so like, if you are, like, you only write fanfic that has, like, like, like Lupin and, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, you, re, yeah, you just, like, you just have, uh, Remus and Sirius together. And you're like, oh, my head canon is that they were in love. love. Oh, and okay. that he only fell in love with Tonks after Sirius was dead. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. thus, mm-hmm. um, it does, so it's like, and thus. <laughs> and thus, and so you're like, and so ends my argument. Okay. Sir. Okay. And so I think, so head canon just is like, but, but I think, but you're right. There is like, I don't think there, I don't know if there's a specific word that is like, all Harry Potter fans, fans agree. agree. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's like yeah. politics where it's like, no one has, there's not <laughs> one really unifying, agrees. there's not one unifying thought that we can all get behind. Uh. So, so yeah, you, so you'll see in like, uh, internet posts, they'll be like, this is my head canon. Gotcha. To be like, to me, this is canon in okay. that you're like, I have in derived from the text. I have derived from the, wow. Fanfic is really like religion, isn't it? Where we all, where we all took the same source material, we interpreted and very then we're differently. like, we've interpreted it very differently. And you're like, my head canon is that Jesus saves, like, or like whatever. Not to get like religious, but that's essentially well. But that's like so. Yeah. So that the head canon of the Catholic Church is that Jesus is the savior, and the Jewish disagree. <laughs> not canon. Then they're like, that's not. They're like, that's, that's not, not my head canon. And they're like, canon says this. And they're like, no, that's no, your <laughs> headcanon. So. Oh, good stuff. Okay. So, thank you. <laughs> what shall I bring to you next time? <laughs> oh. oh, my God. I've been thinking about this. And yes. so mm-hmm. I fell into an HGTV binge okay. because I was at my parents and they have cable. Ah. And so now I desire to know if there is HGTV fanfic. Because much like all TV, I want to know if it continues into the internet. <laughs> Just like any any show on HGTV. Yeah. I can't name one of them. <laughs> Just any show on the Home and Garden Network. All right. I will look because I don't want Because I don't want you to... Yeah. Because I don't want to be like, find me a Property Brothers, and then I have to listen to Twincest. <laughs> because then I Great. don't want to. <laughs> okay. If that's what you find, fine. <laughs> but please, just, I'm leaving it open. Because I don't know if that'll even exist. Sounds good. All right. I will bring you not Twincest. Thank you. Hopefully next week. (laughs) Thank you. That's all I ask. All right. Uh, This has been Fine Pairings. You can subscribe and write us a five-star or whatever star review you would like on iTunes. 
And uh, I guess follow us on Instagram. I think yep. that's the only thing we have. And send any fanfics that you think are wonderful to our uh, email, finepairingspodcast at gmail.com. Yes. We love to hear from you guys and also read ridiculous fix. It's a good time. <laughs> so, yeah. Have a great rest of your day. I'm Grace. I'm Claire. Goodbye.